Today's daf is Sota daf Mem Dalid. We are drawing closer to the end of Masech Sota. Today we'll finish the eighth parak of Hashem and perhaps begin the ninth and final parak of Masech Sota. We're slated to finish on Zos Chanukah to complete uh, Masech Sota. So we are holding on the bottom of Mem Gimel Amid Beis. We're at the first very wide line of Mem Gimel Amid Beis. We're going to start off with four different statements about Gzeros the Rabbanan that were made that that were commented on by Rabbi Yitzchak and Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rabbi Lozer Ben Yaakov. Then the Gemara is going to talk about the Tumas status of four Amos around the Kever and the Tumas status of a Chatzer kever. Then the Gemara is going to have four different explanations of a Pasuk in Mishle. One of those explanations is going to relate to the order that one should uh, live his life in terms of finding a job and building a house and getting married. And the other three Joshos are going to be, are going to be understanding, are going to, going to understand the Pasuk to refer to or to teach us the proper order of learning, how a person should build himself up in learning Torah. Then the mission on the bottom of Memdal Ramadalf is going to give three different opinions. Who's considered a Yare Virach Halevav, who's Choser from Mulchama, someone who's Yare Virach Halevav, what that means, and it's going to discuss the, uh, the the officers that were placed in front of the army and the guards in the back of the army to make sure that once whoever was putter left that no one else should run away from war because that would be a significant danger for the rest of the army. It would be very demoralizing if people were able to just simply run away from war. And then in the beginning of the next parak, of the ninth parak, we're going to talk about Egla Arufa. The ninth parak is all about Egla Arufa. So the Mishka is going to tell us how many members of the Sanhedrin have to be there to do the procedure of the Egla Arufa, and it's also going to teach us a number of details and exceptions of when we don't do an Egla Arufa. So let's begin again at the first very wide line on the uh, bottom of Daphnim Gimlam Bays. So we, we had mentioned just uh, the last thing we closed with, and this is going to relate to the uh, first thing we're going to start with today. The last thing we mentioned yesterday was that Rav Dimiyam Rav Yochan Yaakov that a mace is tofes arba amos lekriyas shema. That it's a violation of loig l'rash for one to recite kriyas shema in front of in front of a mace. The kasha is of all things to mention lechori. You're not allowed to do say any divrei Torah or do any mitzvos within the four amos of a mace if that's considered loig l'rash. The uh, the Gemara Brachas of Gimel says that when you're right in front of a mace, you can only speak about matters that relate to the mace. It's all loig l'rash. Why does the Gemara specifically identify Kriyas Shema as the issue? So the Nitziv in Merome Sada suggests that uh, that you're allowed to learn in front of a mace. You're allowed to learn the Torah on, on your own. It's only to, to speak and learning with other people that's that's asr in front of a mace. As opposed to Kriyashma, it's completely asr, even to, to do so on, on your own. He's medaik this from the Rambam. The Rambam in the fifth parak of Ilchazavel says that uh, that you're not allowed to be kari b'divrei Torah b'kviyos, like an osik b'torah, but to learn b'chashoi b'fnei atzmo is mutter. So he thought that maybe the same thing would apply when you're b'fnei hamace, that it's a din in avelis, that you're not allowed to be uh, to to learn in a, in a, in a public way or in a way that's uh, that's with another person, but completely on your own. Maybe that would be mutter. That's a very great chiddush lahalacha, though. That the nitziv is saying that one would be allowed to learn when they're within dalad amos of a mace. And to Sion, he says that no, it's not only kriyashma. It's what in any any other mitzvah. It's explicit in brachos tafilches. The reason that it says dafka kriyashma is because the chiddush that even this mitzvah, which is mana over, there's a zman kriyashma. And if you don't say kriyashma now, you're not going to get. 
the mitzvah. Even that, you're not allowed to do b'fnei mace. So kol shkain, every other every other mitzvah. If one does say kriyashma right next to a mace, the Rambam writes in the third parakel filtz kriyashma that he's not yotze yachsavikro. He has to read kriyashma again. The Ravid says no, he doesn't have to read kriyashma again. What's the machlokas? The Rambam must hold that since he violated divrei chachamim, it's a kenas that uh, he has to go read it again. And even if he was a shogeg, so that he'll be more careful next time. Whereas the Ravid says it's an isra to read in front of the mace. It's only mshum loig l'rash. It has nothing to do with dine kriyashma. It's that he violated a separate issue of loig l'rash. But in terms of his kriyashma, there was nothing wrong with his uh, kriyashma per se. It's just that it wasn't it wasn't a nice thing to do to mock the dead by showing that you're able to do mitzvos when they're already chafshim in a mitzvos. They're not able to do mitzvos anymore. Okay, weiter in the Gemara. Am Rabbi Yitzchak, Am Rabbi Yochum, Mishum Rabbi Loz ben Yaakov, Churgasa gedele ben Achin, Asur li nasi la Achin, Demeschazia kiachtaihu. If you have a stepsister that grows up among uh, a number of stepbrothers, it's usher for her to marry any one of those brothers because it looks like she's one of the family. It looks like she's a uh, she's she's a member of the family. Avdafka meaning a, a, a half sister would be no good. A stepsister would say someone who's not 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 uh, really related at all. That midaraisa would really be fine, but she looks like she's a sister. Veloi says Gemara, we're not so worried about that. Kala isle milsa. People know. Everyone will know when it's uh, when when it's a biological sister and when it's not a biological sister. So we don't have to worry about this. And Ani gets to go collect Normally he's getting a little bit here, a little bit there. What if you have an Ani who's, uh, who saves up all of his Leket to the point that he's able to make a whole Goran, he's able to, uh, to process it in the way that someone who just harvested a field would be processing his grain. So that looks like he just took in this grain and it's not Leket if he's amassed so much. So that's what he says that it's hukful lemaiser. Normally, lekach is potter from chumas and maisros. But if you if you have lekach chumpei in such a way that it looks like someone who just normally processes grain from the field, then it's going to be chayiv and maiser. Amar ula lo midrabanan because it looks like it. Amar ula lo amar el besada. Avul biir kali islay lemilsa. That's only in the in the field. But if it's in the city, everyone knows about it. As Rashi points out, besada shlo yodu akol shenichnasu maat maat usur and shagad. You see it out in the field. Everyone's going to think that it grew there. Avul biir kol shchein of rosh akines al yad al yad v'yodin shchein shalakat shichol peyapotim in amaiser. But in the field, in the, in the city, everyone, all of his neighbors are going to see. He would bring in bits and pieces, a little bit at a time. So everyone realizes that's not the way someone brings in their harvest from the field. If they harvested something from the field, they would be bringing in a truckload of uh, of grain. So everyone would would realize that this is in fact like a shichol and therefore would not be. Your problem. Third statement: If you have a small vine that's less than a tefach, it's not going to create kilea kerem. It's too small of a vine to, to cause problems to make kilea kerem. Mekadeshes is the lashon we use when we talk about kilea kerem because the pasuk says tikdash that use the lashon of tikdash in the Torah. So we use the lashon mekadeshes, but it really means to make it asur, to make it asur. 
Shabbana. So it's Mekadish, it's not Mekadish Zroim if it's such a tiny vine. But that's only if the vineyard is these tiny vines, but it's not a real vineyard. It's only if it's five vines arranged in such an order that it would have a halachic status of a vineyard. But if it's Mamish Kerem Malay, if it's rows and rows, Shuros, Shuros, Kikerem, even though they're all very tiny, then it's, uh, it would have a status of a vineyard to make an Isra of Kilea Kerem as well. If it's Kulei Kerem, then it's, uh, then it's going to be Makdish. Uh, says the Gemara, fourth statement now. Vam that a mace has connection to the four Amos around him as far as Tumah is concerned. The Chamor goes there that a mace is metame, anyone who goes within Dalit Amos of a mace. And the reason for this is, Rashi points out, we don't want people who eat taros to get in the habit of getting too close to the dead body. And a lot of times they'll get close to the dead body and they'll think that they were but if you're really too close, you can easily be Mahil on the mace without realizing that you're being Mahil on the mace. So that's why Chazal made a four Amah Harchaka. That if you don't go within four Amos, then it's going to be impossible to be Mahil. That's the Gezerah that the, uh, that, that the Chacham made. That it's Tzofes Arba Amos when it comes to Tumah. Now, uh, so that's how, how Rashi understands. So it sounds from, from Rashi that someone goes within Dalad Amos Shalmes is Tame Midrabana, that this was a, a, a Tuma the Chamur Gozer, that, uh, that, that, that it's Metame Kola Nichnas Ba'arba Amosab, that there's a Tuma Midrabana for anyone who goes within his Dalad Amos. However, the Makervasa Mishnah uh, is Medaik from the Rambam, that the Rambam quotes his din of Mes Tofes Arba Amos in the third parak of Hilchas Avel, not in Hilchas Tuma. So he says it sounds like it's a Gzeira de Rabban according to the Ram, not a Tuma de that the Rabban made a, made a gzera that midin uh, archaka that not midin tuma. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what that means exactly, though. What does it mean? It's a gzera midin archaka that it's asr to go within arbamos. It's not asr to be matami to a mace. Only for a kohen or for a nazir, it's asr to be matami to a mace. But maybe someone who plans on being ochel betaros, it's not that he's actually tame. It's just a gzera de rabbanon that he's not allowed to be ochel taros, but not that he's actually tame. Not sure. But the Ramam, it is interesting that the Ram quotes us in Hilchus Avel, not in Hilchus Tumah. V'tanatun. Now we have a brayse that says like this: Chatzar Kevra Omid Betocha Tahar Vuhu Shiuba Arba Amos Tiv Rebe Shamei. That a Chatzar Kever. Someone who stands in a chatzar that leads into a kever is going to be tahar as long as that chatzar has four amos worth of chatzar. That's what Beishamel is. It only needs four tvachim. Meaning, if you're in the chatzar kever, even with, if you are within four amos of the kever, you're still not going to be tamay because a chatzar kever is distinguishable from the kever itself. It's like there's a mechitza mafsik between the kever and where you're standing. So when you're just stamin by an open kever, by an open, an open area near a kever, anywhere within four amos is going to be metame. But if you're by a chatzar a kever, even within four amos, provided the chatzar is sizable enough to have the status of a chatzar a kever, so it's going to, uh, the halacha is, that it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be metame. But when is this true? That's only when the opening is on top. That's only when the opening is on top. But if the opening to the Chatzar Kever is from the side, then everyone would say the Chatzar needs to be four 
Ramos in order to protect you from Tuma. No, it should be just the opposite. From from if you're coming into a chatzar kever that has an opening from the side, so you just walk right in. You don't have to worry that maybe you're being mahil without realizing it. But if you have to climb in and climb out, if you have to drop in and climb out from so then as you're 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 adjusting your body and as you're raising up your arms to try to climb out, it's more likely that you might come to be mahil. Shouldn't you need a larger space to maneuver within than Fort Fachim? Tafka when when the Pesach is Milamala, Sigmar says, You're right, let's change it. Al Bamedvar Mamurum Shapiskum and Atsad. When do we have this Machlok Spesham Bislav? That's only when the Pesach is Minatsad. Avopischa Milamaila Arba Amos. If the Pesach is Milamaila, that's when you for sure need Arba Amos. Vani Mili Chatzra covered the Messiah Mechitsasa. Avomes Bialma toughest, but that's only where there are mechitzos that clearly demarcate exactly where the mace is, but if it's just tama mace, then anywhere within Dalal Amos is going to be metame, because there's no clear marker to separate you so we said that anyone who gets married it goes back this is true whether a man was ma'aris besula or whether he's ma'aris almana or whether he now has a shomeris yavam and even if he have five brothers and one of them dies by Muhammad and leaves a Shomeris Yavam, they're all considered to be the Yavam of that Shomeris Yavam, and therefore they all go back to Muhammad. It's like they all have Erisin right now, so they all return from war. We pointed out the other day that uh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a little bit interesting that it says, Ma'ari says Ha'almana, that what's the concern? That Pen Yamus Bumulchama, Vish Acher Yikachena, that he's going to die and someone else is going to take her? How could it be that someone else is going to take her? She already had two dead husbands. If she's an Almana, she's an Almana. The concern is what? That you're going to die, so the, the, the soldier himself is going to die, that's going to be a second dead husband. Ish Acher Yikachena, and someone else is going to take her? No, no Ish Acher could be she's already a Kathlanis. You're not allowed to marry a Kathlanis. So we pointed out from Akron, but really, it's a Chumas Sadesh in the Paskins that when someone dies, Machmas Makas Medina, Chumas Sadesh writes, then it's, it doesn't make the woman into a Kathlanis. What counts as a Makas Medina? Know, there's a plague going through the whole, uh, the whole place that becomes a Makas Medina, like you have going through by the uh, crazy anti vaxxers. You have uh, all sorts of whooping cough and everything else because people don't want to get vaccinations. So that's, uh, I don't know, maybe that's. Uh, stupidity, stump stupidity, but you have you have you have uh, you have makas midi, some some sort of plague that's spreading throughout everywhere. That would be considered like a, uh, a makas medina. So we pointed out that a melchama obviously would therefore have the status of makas medina. You're not going to say it's this person's bad muzzle. It's the whole medina's bad muzzle that caused it to happen. So the chazim merachah melchama lo lakach velo lakacha. It says prat la almanukah and gadol grusha v'chulitzel koyin hadin mamzaros and nesim lisol b'ashal if the marriage is a forbidden marriage, you don't get to go back because a person, uh, a person has a forbidden marriage. That seems to be against Rabbi Yossi Aglili. We're going to see later in today's daf that Rabbi Yossi Aglili defines Yare Varachalevav as someone who has done Averos. So why does he need to be included in uh, what do we mean when we say that a guy who's, who has a marriage 
marriage be'iser, is not allowed to go back to Melchama. No, Adraba. If he has marriage be'iser, he's done an Avera Shabiyado. Yari Varachalevav goes back. So shouldn't he go back anyway? Because he's Yari Varachalevav. That's against Rabbi Yossi Aglili. The Achorim just point out it could be that even according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, we're talking about uh, the, the, that he's married to a Grusha, Cohen married to a Grusha, but it's not an Avera because maybe they were Ma'anisim to be Makadish Nalman or a Grusha. Maybe someone forced him and he was Makadish Bal Karcho. What's he supposed to do? Is Yari Valiavar? Someone held a gun to his head and said to be Makadish the woman. So the, the, the Achronim bring a riot to here, from here to the Shita of the Ramah, the Imre, the Imre Bina, other Achronim, the Shita of the Ramah, and Yardesim Kufna Nun Zayin. So Gvald the Kachidish, you know, there's a, the Gemara says that not only are the three big Averis, Yari Valiavar, but the Gemara Sanedrin says that any Abizraihu of the big three Averis are Yari Valiavar. What counts as an Abizraihu? So the Ramah says, any Yisuri even though there's no Misa, even though it's only a Lav Bialma, like an Almana Lukoin Gadol Chadome is also Yaharik Valyavar, person has to get killed rather than violate those Averos. So even if they're Ma'anes, a coin to marry a Grusha, an Alma, a coin Gadol to marry an Almana, still it's considered that he did an Avera because it's, it's in fact becomes Yaharik Valyavar as an Abizrayu of Gilead Arayos. One could have argued that no, it's not an Abizrayu, it's not an Arayos at all. Meaning Arayos are very specific kinds of relationships where there's no Tfisas Kiddushin, where there's a Chiv Misa, where Vlad Mamzer, that's what Arayos is. That, uh, that uh, this is a totally separate Isser, just a separate love. But the Ramah seems to assume, yeah, it's a separate Isser and a separate love, but it's an Abizrayu of Gilead Arayos. It's enough of, of a similarity to be considered an Abizrayu of Gilead Arayos. So anyway, so Gemara suggests, maybe we're saying not like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, because according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, a Kohen married to a Grusha anyway has to go back because he's done an Avera. Says, you can even say we're going like Rabbi Yosei we assume like Rabbi. That one is only going to be Chayiv for marrying a Grusha. Kohen is only Chayiv for marrying a Grusha. Kohen Gadol for marrying an Almana if he's actually Boel. What's the reason that there's an issue of Lo Yikach? Because Lo Yichalal. Because uh, the, you, you can't be, you can't be Mechalal. So you can't be Mechalal your children. So that's only when you're when you're Boel. It's not going to happen prior to being Boel. That's why there's no Malkus until he's actually Boel. The Torah teaches us in the order that it presents the uh, the the those who are Pata from Melchama, those who built a house, those who uh, who planted a vineyard, and those who got married who, who were Ma'aris Isha. What's the Darcheretz? Sheivna Adam Bayis Viita Kerem you build a house, you plant a vineyard, then you get married. You make sure you have where to live, you make sure you have a parnasa, and then a person is supposed to get married. It's interesting, it doesn't say Yivna Bayis Vacharkach Yita Kerem. We only have the Vacharkach on the Yisi Isha part. So it could be Bonabais Yita Kerem that you have uh, the right to choose whichever one you want to do. But the key is Vacharkach Yisi Isha. Make sure you're not uh, marrying a woman if you're not going to be able to fulfill the obligations that you sign off to in your Ksuba. That uh, you write into the Ksuba that you're gonna that you're gonna support her. And Ezon uh, Vafarnes, how are you gonna do that if you don't have uh, if you don't have a means of support? So that's why you have to be Bonabais Yita Kerem. The the Rambam in Hilchos Deus. 
it changes the, the Gemara a little bit. Um, he says the Seder is that a person should have a Melacha, first get a job, then buy a house, and then you see Isha. So he switches around the first two, which is Meduyik. Maybe the Ramam's teaching us, like we just said, that it doesn't say Vacharkach on the first two, it only says Vacharkach on the third. Kasmisha says that since the Torah mentions by the Chosen Morcham Lachama, Lekichasi Isha last, um, diff- which is the opposite of what it says in the part in Parshat Kisava by the Klolos. Over there it says Lekichas Isha first. So we see that the uh, Gabe Bayis that the Seder is the opposite from what it says in the Klolos. First it says Bayis and then uh, Nitzias Kerem. So the Ram writes Kerem and then Benias Bayis. That uh, that we see that the Torah itself uh, switches up the the order. But again, the Pashtus in the Ramam is that he's just being medayik that it doesn't say Vaacharkach. Now, Va'af Shlomo Amr B'chachmaso says, Shlomo Melch said the same thing with his Chachma, that Shlomo Melch in the Pasuk in, uh, in Mishlei says, Hachein b'chutz melachtecha va'atita basadolach achar vanisa v'esecha. So you see that he says, first you prepare your Melacha and your Sada, and then your, and then vanisa v'esecha. Vanisa v'esecha is hachein b'chutz melachtecha zebayis, First, you take care of your bias. That's a reference to a vineyard. That's a reference to an isha. So, is a reference to an isha. So, the Shlomo Melch also taught the same Seder Advarim. The Achronim raised the obvious Kasha. We already have a Pasuk in Chumash. What Shlomo Melchim teach me? That, uh, that the Pasuk in Chumash. Shlomo taught the Chachmaso. That's not the Chachmaso. He was able to read the Chumash like the rest of us are able to read the Chumash. So, that's they point out that, uh, that, that we, we just said in Parsh Kisavo in the Klalos it says Lekichasisha and then Bniyas Bayas in the Tias Kerem so Shlomo Melch had the Chachma to be Machria which of the orders in the Pesukim is the, is the one that's teaching us what we should actually do and which one is just mentioned out of order Davracher another understanding of how to, how to read this Pesuk how to understand what the Pesuk is referring to and we're going to have four different understandings of what the Pesuk is referring to that first in terms of learning. A person should be involved in learning Mikra first. And then after uh, after Mikra, you should learn Mishnah, and then only afterwards you learn Gemara. Rashi says, what's Gemara? Gemara means to be able to understand the logic behind the Mishnah and to be able to determine the Halacha. That a person often wants to, people discuss often in yeshivas, what the purpose of learning Gemara is, what the goal, not purpose, what the goal, purpose always come closer to Hashem, what the goal of learning Gemara is. What's the goal of learning Gemara? So the, what should a, what, how should a person learn? So Rashi says, well, the definition of Gemara is to understand Svara and to be able to be Very often you have yeshivas that emphasize one over the other, usually the former over the latter, to understand Svara, but they forget all about A person always has to realize that, uh, that the Gemara is the backbone of the Halacha, that's where all the Halacha is based, and you can only determine Halacha when you know the Sugi as well. 
Mishnah. That's referring to Mikra Mishnah together. Vita Basadullah Zegemara. And then what comes after Gemara? Vakra Benisavesecha. Elu Maisim Tovim. You can't forget that you have to do Maisim Tovim as well when you learn. Hopefully it will it will inspire us to do the right things as well. Rabbi Lazar Minosh Labiosiglili Omar. Achin Machutzmalach Chazem Mikra Mishnah Ugemara. That's a reference to all the types of learning. Vita Basadullah Elu Maisim Tovim. Vakra Benisavesecha. Drosha Kabel Schar. Once you learn and you're acting properly, then a person is ready to go teach others that it's a person so Josh means in public probably that a person should go out and teach that uh, you shouldn't keep your Torah learning only for yourself but it's interesting Maisim Tovim comes before the teaching because that relates to what the Gemara says in that he has to make sure that he's a type of person that other people would admire that he does Maisim Tovim he could be a, a brilliant Tamil Chacham but if he doesn't do Maisim Tovim then he should not be Josh Kabel Schar then we don't want we don't want people to learn from him and the people that are not chosen are people who are bona, you know, a garage, a little, a little tiny a, a porch or something like that. But we had mentioned that if a person is a bona bais al mechono, a house fell down and he rebuilt the house to the exact specifications of the previous house. So one tana holds he does not, he's not chosen for that. That's not a bias chadash. It's not a new house. It says But if he changes it even just a little bit, he adds just one row of bricks to the new house, then he's going to be Chazer. says, even if a person builds a brick house in Sharon, he doesn't go back from the war. Because it needs to be rebuilt twice every Shavua. Rosh says that means every Shemitah cycle. Every seven years, you need to rebuild it twice because it's such a flimsy type of, uh, type of house to build a brick house in this area. The Meiri understands it means, no, twice a week. It's like a really bad sukkah that keeps uh, falling down so it's not Roy Lashiva so it's twice a week that's what we're talking about and then the Mishnah said and some people don't go out to war at all they don't even go to help with the feeding of the soldiers and that's someone who built the Baiz Chadash Vichanacho he was Ma'ari Sinisha and Kinsa and he was Edenisun how do I know that even if a man marries an Almano Grusha, a woman who's previously been married, he's part of her wartime? So we darshan means Mikalmakam, any type of Isha. Because the wife has to be new to him, as opposed to Maxim Grushaso, where she's not new to him. You might think that he doesn't go out to fight the war, but he does have to take care of the other efforts that are related to the war to make sure that there's food and the roads are, are paved. The puzzle says, For anything. So you might think, okay, good. So then even the people that are only halfway there, the guy, the guy who was Maris Isha and was Lolakacha, the guy who was Noteya Kerem and Lochalolo, and even all those people that. That they don't have to do anything at all. That they're not only put from fighting, but they don't have to do anything at all. No, Tamalam Allah. Allah via Tamavra Allah Tamavra Allah No, it's only the guy who's done every, who's done, who's 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 had Nisuin and who's been Mechalalis Kerem. Only when he's got through through those steps, he was Mechanich Lebais. Only then is he put from all war efforts. But someone who's halfway there, who is Maari Sisha Velo Lekacha, who's Notea Kerem Kerem Velo Chilulo, who's Bonabais Velo Chanacho, he doesn't. Fight in the war, but he helps in the war. He helps with the food and the drachen. Once it says why does it have to 
it's a violation of two separate lavin if he goes out to fight. Says the Mishnah, the Shotim now continue the speech. Rabbi Kiva Omer, they talk about someone who's Yare Verachalevav. So, Kimashmao, what does Yare Verachalevav mean? It means what it sounds like it means. He's going to freak out the first time he sees a weapon, the first time he sees a sword. That person should not be a soldier. No, we're not talking about someone who's afraid of the physical acts of war. It's we're talking about someone who's afraid of Averos Shabiyado, that he's done Averos. That's why the Torah says that all of these, it gives all of these Heterim, because otherwise it's going to be embarrassing for the guy who's done Averos to go back. So the person who does Averos will be able to turn back and he'll go, you know, mix in with the rest of the crowd who just got married and planted a vineyard. So it won't be embarrassing for him. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Almanul Kohen Gadol, Grusha Vachotzel Kohen Hediot, Memzeris and Sinul Yisrael, Vashol Mamzel Nasan, Harehu Hayari Verachalevav. Hayari Verachalevav is someone who's married to someone be Isser. So the Gemara is going to discuss why is that any different than Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who said that it's someone who's done an Avera. Why are these Averos any different than any other Avera? It's uh, someone who has an Avera, it's Yari Verachalevav. The Gemara will discuss. Vayukachos Hashotum Dabralam. Upaktu Saritzvos Barosha Am. So they have these Saritzvos in the Rosha Am, Uba Akevo Shalam, and and they also have people behind the behind the troops. Mamidin Zikifun of Neem Va Acherim Echoreem, Ukshilun Shabazul Biadeen. They have people uh, in front and people in the back, and the people in the back have these uh these 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 iron weapons, Vakalamavakish Laks or Shuspiadu Kapeh Shokov. And anyone wants to run away and flee the war effort and run run through the back, the people in the back who are guarding with their weapons can can uh, cut their feet, can cut them at the feet, can can uh, can wound them badly for trying to run away. So the Siv explains that the reason that that they can be makapeh shokav when when the guy wants to run away is because it's din rodef, meaning mehechetis. You're allowed to just assault someone because he's running. So he said, no, that person has a din of rodef. The mission is about to explain shetchilas. The mission says shetchilas nisa nefila that uh, that when, when the, the way to lose a war is to demoralize an army. How do you demoralize an army if people start dropping away, if people start running away. So that's demoralizing to the army. So this person is a Rodef. He may not be a Rodef Pekavana. He doesn't think that he's costing any lives by running away. He's just afraid. He's just watching out for himself. But even a Rodef Shalom Pekavana has it in Rodef. We find that even a fetus could have a din rodef if it threatens the mother's life prior to being born. So it has a din of a, of a rodef. So even if it's shalom bekavana, he has a din of rodef. That's what the Nitziv says. In the Masil the Melech, he says that the hatter to do so is not because of a din rodef, but it's uh, it's a din melech. And a melech is allowed to be be man is shalom and adid. He's allowed to impose whatever penalties and whatever punishments he wants to impose. So this is part of a, a din of what the melech would have them do. Shenemar uh, the the the, the uh, raya that that. Running away is the is the sure way to lose uh, to lose a war. Is uh, that that the pasuk says um, that when the Saul ran away from the plishtim, then there was a magefa gedola in the am. Because once people start running away, then it's going to be a magefa. And the pasuk also says the says right after the right after they run away. 
But this whole conversation that we had about who's potter, who doesn't have to fight, that's only Milchemes Harashos. But by a Milchemes Mitzvah, everybody has to fight. Even Chasen Mechupasa, Chasen Mechedro, Kala Mechupasa has to go and fight. There's an interesting Sefer HaChinuch. Sefer HaChinuch says that women are potter from Parsha Zachar because women are potter from Milchama. And it's not the Derech of Nisha, Lassus Milchama, so she's potter from Melchemes Amalek. So Mele, she's potter from from Zuchiras Amalek as well. So Melchas Chinuch has lots of kashas on that Sefer Achinuch. First of all, he's being t- Dorish time of the Kra. He assumes that the reason for Zuchiras Amalek is that uh, you have to fight the war, and that uh, those who are potter from from the mitzvah of Melchemes Amalek are automatically potter from Zuchiras Amalek. Not so Pashat, who says that the two are related. It could be that there are two separate mitzvahs. And not only that, maybe even if a person does, uh, um, maybe even if a person is potter from Melchemes Amalek, it's, it still helps the Mulchama when even those who are potter from the Mulchama do Zechir HaSamalek because uh, a mother has uh, the ability to, to give values to a child so if she can instill the value of the, the need to destroy our enemies and to, to, to fight Amalek so that's important that she should be reminded of that so she, she can instill that value in the children who, are, who, who are, are going to grow up and fight the Mulchama so even though she herself is not going to fight the Mulchama but most pointedly says the Minchas Chinuch what do you mean a woman is potter from Melchemes Amalek. A woman is put from Melchemes Rishos, a Melchemes Mitzvah, it says, Shtet Mishnah, Afilu Kala Mechupasa. Even a Kala from Rechupa has to go fight a Melchemes Mitzvah. So the Radvaz writes in the Tshuva that no, Chasan goes to fight. Kala just leaves the chuppah because there's no chasen left in the chuppah. The chasen went to fight. That's why, the, that's the meduyak. It says the chasen goes mechedro, the kala doesn't go mechedra, she goes mechupasa. She just leaves the chuppah, but she's not going to actually go beyond that. She doesn't have to go fight the war itself. That's the, the diuk. That's our, uh, the Satmar Rebbe writes in Viol Moshe to be, that, that the Radvaz must have been medayik from that, uh, from that lashon. That's uh, not the pashtos l'chara, but that's, that's the diuk. Am Rebidah, v'medvar ma'murim v'mukh no, it's only by Melchemes Mitzvah, but by Melchemes Chova, everyone goes out. The Gemara will discuss what the difference is. What's the difference between Rabbi and They both say someone who did an Avera is Chosim Ercha Melchama. The difference is if someone only did an Avera de Rabbanan. Rabbi Yosei said even only an Avera de Rabbanan. Rabbi Yosei says no, only if you. Which shita is followed by the brisa that tells us that even someone who speaks between putting on the tefillin shal yad and the tefillin shal rosh is also chozer me'orcha melchama keman kraviyosi aglili. That must be assuming like kraviyosi aglili that even uh, someone who does a uh, even someone who does an isid rabbanan is chozer me'orcha melchama. What's the problem of speaking between one and the other? So Rashi says that he speaks and, 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 and does not make a new bracha on the Tzvillin Shal Rosh and uh, he has to say two brachas so it's Avera Shalom Birech it's an Avera that he missed out on one of the brachas because if you speak between the two then you need two brachas like the Sfarnam only say one bracha on their, their Tzvillin so uh, that's because they don't speak between them but if you speak between the two then you require two separate brachas so he's a, he caused the bracha of Atala sounds like if he did say the bracha then it's not an Avera Shabiyadav so if Shlomo Kluger asks 
shouldn't that be its own Avera Shabiyadav? That he now caused the Bracha Shein Tzricha? That too should be an Avera Shabiyadav. So some understand that, no, it's, it has nothing to do with the Bracha. It's just being Sach, being Tefillah, Tefillah. person is not supposed to be Mafsik, not supposed to have one Tefillin on and one Tefillin off and uh, be Mafsik between them. He's supposed to put it on right, right away. Um, the uh, Rush, the Tosfos the, 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 the Rush understands that it actually is the Bracha Shein Tzricha, that someone who's Sach, being Tefillah, Tefillah, it's that he's going to say the bracha, but that actually causes a bracha shein tzricha. Okay, manta. There's a lot of symbolism over there, also obviously that the tefillin shal yad represents the koach, the tefillin shal rosh represents the seichel, and a person who's mafsik between the two doesn't realize the connection between his avodas Hashem and his talmud Torah and his tefillah, and and the, the connection between that and his melchama and his ability to do what he does with his yad. So such a person doesn't belong fighting in a Jewish war. Only someone who sees the connection between the two who. Uh, uh, was not mafsik between them, so to speak, should be fighting in a war. That uh, someone who's terrified that he's chazer, uh, that seems to be like Rabbi Akiva, not like Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Because Rabbi Akiva is the one that said Yari Varachalevav means someone who's scared. Rabbi Yossi Aglili said, ah, about mitzvos. So it sounds like uh, if you say that someone goes back because they're scared, is only going like Rabbi Akiva. No, certainly if someone is, uh, is, is terrified, he should go back because he's going to be, it's going to be demoralizing. And whenever it's going to be demoralizing to other people and he's going to cause other people to be afraid, so that's going to be a problem. So then the Shodrim finished the speech. What is the expression the Mishnah used? That the beginning of running away is failure in war. No, it should be the beginning of failure in war, of falling in war, is running away. So it says, yeah, you're right. That's the way it should say it. So we said it's uh, only by Melchamus Roshos that we have these rules, but by Melchamus Mitzvah, everyone goes. And then uh, Rabbi Yudha said, no, no, Melchamus Mitzvah, we have these rules. Melchamus Chova, everyone goes. They're not really arguing. Uh, they, they, they're just identifying things by different terms. What the Rabbanan called Roshos, Rabbi Yudha calls Mitzvah. Mitzvah the Rabbanan Zui Chovah the Rabbi Yudah. What the Rabbanan called Mitzvah, Rabbi Yudah calls Chovah. Amrav Melchamos Yehoshua Lichvash Tivrei Akal Chovah. Rabbi says, now, the Melchamos of Yehoshua to be Kovish Eretz Yisrael, everyone agrees that's Chovah. Melchamos Beis David the Ravcha Tivrei Akal Roshos. When Beis David was fighting Melchamos just to expand Eretz Yisrael, everyone holds that's Roshos. What about if you're fighting a Melchama to keep the enemies uh, weak? To, they're, they're not attacking right now, so it's not a, the, the highest level of Melchama, but to keep them weak so that, you know, for future considerations. Where, uh, you know, like when Israel bombed uh, Iran's nuclear, uh, not nuclear, but when they, they, when they bombed Iraq's uh, weapons way, way back when, in the early, you know, 30 years ago. So they made sure that uh, there was no Melchama right then and there that, there was, uh, that they were attacking, but it uh, set them back to, to just uh, to, to let's say do something like that. So markari la mitzvah, markari rishos. So that's the machlok. Is that called the mitzvah rishos? Nafkamina losik mitzvah partum in a mitzvah. And nafkamina, whether it's called the mitzvah rishos, is if you have someone who's losik mitzvah, is he part? Is, is, is that considered losik mitzvah to be partum in a mitzvah? Hadnulach mishuach melchama. Now we begin the final parak, which is egla arufa. The the parak is all about since we spoke about those things that have to be done belashon hakodesh. So this final parak is going to talk about. Rufa, because it too has to be said Kodesh. this part is going to talk about um, the, all the dinam of when you find the halal uh, you find a dead body when we
we bring an Egla Arufa, when we don't bring an Egla Arufa, what if you find the, the murderer before you brought the Egla Arufa, after you brought the Egla Arufa, what happens to that guy, and uh, at what point Egla Arufa became Batel, and once we get to that, we're going to discuss when other things became Batel, when we stop doing other things, and that's going to be the end of the Masechta. So Egla Arufa, Blashon HaKadosh, Nehmer, Ki Yimotzei Chalu Ba'adam, Yotzei Zekeinecha V'Shavtecha, Shlosha Mi Bezen HaGadol Shabi Yushalayim HaYotzei, they need three members of the Bezen HaGadol Shabi Yushalayim in the Egla Arufa procedure. But you can't have an even number of diadem and basin, so it's five. If he's hidden under a pile of rocks, or the body is hanging on a tree, or it's floating on the water, Loha you orphan, they wouldn't do Aglarufa. Shenemar, Ba'adama, it says Ba'adama, Velo Tamun Begal. And it says Nofel, Velo Talibi Ilan. So it must mean not hanging on a tree. It says Basada, Velo Tzaval but not floating on the water. Nimsa Samachasfarali Ir Sharub of the Khavim, if you find the body near, uh, near near the the border near near the sea near the seashore or near a city that's rove of the kuchavim only ershein babezdin or near a city that doesn't have a bezdin lo hayu orphan they wouldn't do egla rufa ein modin el ershein you only measure toward a city that has a bezdin so the armish says sheruba of the kuchavim the rambam says a city that has of the kuchavim sounds like even if it's not rove of the kuchavim if there are any of the kuchavim that's a big difference that uh, that a city that has any of Probably every city in Eretz Yisrael has some of the kuchavim. Even uh, nowadays, has some of the kuchavim. So that's a major, major difference that the Rambam says that way. Okay, Beis Shem, we'll pick up with the Gemara tomorrow. So we're catching up to do.